Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the show. It is I, uh, Robert Zakari, and we are live. All right, so um, where do we begin? Well, first, first, I'm going to uh, push the button here on the... Uh, Periscope feed. I think they have a new. Uh, I think they have a new angle. I think they have a new. Whoa! I think they have a new angle. That's not bad, right? That's a little. It's a little better. So we got a new angle. <laughs> they got a new angle on Periscope. Just uh, four one one. Some of you out there. I I'm I don't comment to what is going on the Periscope feed. So if you hit me and say, uh, "Do you even know what that word means?" I'm not going to answer. Stupid. So I just thought I would, you know. Do you even know what that word means? I think I was saying uh, literally instead of literally. So I was being corrected on the uh, on the grammar, of course. See, you even get uh, the <laughs> the grammar police on uh, Periscope. So, do you even know what literally is? Literally, oh, shut up, a hole. <sighs> All right, whole bunch of stuff, whole bunch of stuff, and unfortunately. We're not well. You guys will. You you'll be able to do it, but I'm not going to be able uh, to watch it. Uh, Hillary Clinton is going to give a speech today in Nevada. Nevada. That's a Nevada uh, about the <laughs> alt right. She's going to give a speech today about the alt right. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Uh, they, they, listen, they are freaking. The Dems are freaking. The media is freaking. They're all freaking. They don't know what to do. We're now going on. Let's see. It started. Well, I don't know. What, what, a week and a half ago. Not this past Monday, but the Monday before. So it started that Monday, which was Trump on point. Trump staying on point, him doing these rallies and he's the, the 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 you know the events with the teleprompter. He's not drifting off into uh, different uh, you know tangents. Just staying focused, staying on point. He's basically not uh, stepping on his own junk when there's so much stuff out there about. Uh, Hillary and the foundation and emails and, uh, you know, the, the, the Cheryl Mills and a beat in and just the, the whole crew. I'll tell you, I'm surprised that uh, that Conway has never done this for any other campaign before. I mean, she's good. I mean, she really is good. She she's she's good. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I get taken aback by by watching her deal with whether it's uh, you know Cooper or uh, Cuomo or even last night with Maddow, which uh, we'll get to. I only caught a little a little piece of it. I had to do a bunch of stuff yesterday, and I got to do stuff today. So everybody relax. I know we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be cutting it a little little short today, just a little bit short. I gotta go to the doctor. I gotta go to the baby doctor. It's another another conversation for another segment. But being on point, Trump on point, Trump not stepping on his junk, where people can uh, get off the emails or get off. Uh, the FBI investigation or, or get off whatever new piece of dirt or uh, information that's turned up over <laughs> some Clinton situation where it's just staying on Clinton. He's on message, rather it's policy or rather it's, you know, something involving her. And the Dems are freaking out. I mean, they are freaking The media's freaking out. The media's freaking out. Because if there's nothing that Trump has uh, done, if he, if, he, you know, if he hasn't uh, stepped on his junk or whatever the hell he does, the media has to. Remember, we had this conversation a couple of days ago when that Chris Gazilla from the Washington Post, that little hipster douche, actually wrote an article about Hillary Clinton not giving a press conference in 250 or 260 days. He was shocked. He was shocked. He, he heard uh, an interview with Sean Hannity and, and Trump, and he was shocked. It jumped out at him. He was ooh, shocked. Shocked. This is, this is a Washington insider, this this. This Washington Post journalist, he's a big shot, the whole thing, big shot. But he doesn't know that Hillary Clinton hasn't given a speech in, or a press conference in 250 days. But like we said, he was forced. The, the hand was forced. Somebody said something to him. They're like, dude, you got to, you just, you're going to have to. You gotta, you just, you, you forced. And it's the same thing when Trump's not walking on his junk. The media is forced to deal with Hillary Clinton. They have hours and hours and hours and hours to fill. They have pages and pages and pages of paper to fill ink on. So they're forced. They're like, ah, ah, and they'll try to spin it. You know they'll 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 talk about the emails or they'll talk about uh, you know the foundation. They'll, they they won't say that it's bad. They won't say that it's corrupt. They'll just say it it looks it, it just looks shady. So they're freaking out. They're like, man, we're, we're going on two weeks. Of Trump on point and Hillary getting beaten, like beaten up. 
Yeah, I know. She's still up in the polls. Just like I said, again, days ago, months ago, a year ago. This whole notion that there's not enough time. There's not enough time. You need more time. You need this. You need that. All the old political rules and things that uh, were done two years ago and four years ago and three election cycles ago. Throw it all out the window. In this day and age, the majority of the people that consume information on a daily basis don't remember what happened. Two months ago, let alone a year ago. Me and Catherine were walking yesterday, and I said, do you remember when Trump gave out Lindsey Graham's phone number? And she was like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about that. And I'm like, see, see, totally forget about that. Totally forgot about that. Totally forgot. You totally forgot that. You totally. I go, what about when he said Rick Perry needed to wear glasses to make himself look smart? She's like, he said that. That's like what the comedian said on late night. I said, yeah. I go, Trump said it. He said it in a press conference or a speech or one of the things, the events that he's done. So here we are, 70 something days from the election. People are starting to pay attention. And it's so funny watching the media step on their junk. When Hillary Clinton was down, remember, when Hillary Clinton was down, she was down by four points. Everybody started freaking out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. And the talking heads, what did they say? Well, you know, it's it's too early. It's too early. It It was only three weeks ago. (laughs) Three weeks, that's not that big of a time shift. Well, it's it's early. Three weeks, that's that's very, it's it's, it's too, listen, there's a lot of time left. And people don't really start paying attention uh, to the presidential race until uh, September. When uh, kids go back to school and families are no longer... Going on vacation. When, when, listen, that's when the race heats up. That's when the race gets serious. Now, Hillary's up. Rather, you you know listen to this poll, 10 points, this poll, 5 points, this poll, 6 points. And now the race is over. Oh, it's done. It's over. It's finished. It's over. Trump's done. Hillary's walking into the Y. It's d- well, what the hell's changed? <laughs> what 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 changed? Three weeks, really? So the Dems are freaking out. The media's freaking out. So Hillary's got to try to change the narrative. She got to try to change. It. Hey, listen, she got to do something. So last night, Anderson Cooper, CNN gave her. Uh, a a platform, so she was able to do a phone in. She was able to call Anderson Cooper, and they talked about the alt right. They talked about 
uh, Trump's bigotry, his racism. They talked about all the bad and evil things. That's what they're doing now. That, that's what they're doing now. See, listen, CNN is the Clinton News Network. And if you go to CNN right now, Brian Fallon, the press secretary for Hillary Clinton, is talking uh, to Brianna Keeler about Trump and the alt-right movement. Think about everything that's been going on with Hillary Clinton this week. Seriously, think, think, the AP article, the donors, the, the, I mean, just the, the corruption. Think about everything. The, the 15,000 emails that were just discovered that Hillary Clinton didn't turn over. Think about all this stuff. So what's happening today? Donald Trump and the alt-right. So you got Fallon talking to Brianna Keeler. They're not talking about all of these things involving Hillary Clinton. They're talking about the Trump connection to the alt-right. Same thing uh, with Hillary and Anderson Cooper last night. It wasn't about everything that's been going on with Hillary Clinton for the past week and a half. It was about the alt-right. They're desperately, they're desperately trying to change the narrative. Because day one, day two, day three, day four, all of these days as they went by and Trump was on point, they kept going, ah, don't worry. He's going to step on his junk. He always does. Don't worry. I mean, you even had the conservative uh, talking heads. Remember, we had this discussion a couple of days ago. Trump has not just the media and Democrats against him, but he's got his own party against him. There's only a handful of talk radio hosts that support Trump. If you listen to the Charlie Sykes, the Megan McCain's, Megan McCain is horrible. I mean, she really is. She really is. She's horrible. You should listen to her. I'm not saying for a whole three hours you'll, you'll want to kill yourself. But just, just flip on. Just, just flip it on. Listen for 10, 15 minutes. She's horrible. She's, she's so bad. She really is. She's so bad. She's nasty. She's a nasty, nasty woman. She really is. So you got all of them battling Trump, beating Trump up. You got all of them going, ah, he's going to, he, he, he's, he's going to, he's going to get off point. He's going to get off message. He's going to get. So you got everybody saying, oh, he's going to get off point. He's going to go. This is his 90th pivot. This is his 200th pivot. This is his thousandth pivot. Don't worry, it won't last a one. So here we are almost two weeks, and it's lasted. Now the freak out is at a 10. 
Man, hell, the freakouts at a at a twenty. It's at a, it's at a twenty. So Hillary Clinton is going to make a speech about the alt right and Trump's connection to the alt right. She's going to try, with the help of CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them, going to try to refocus everybody's attention on Donald Trump and uh, the Judge Curiel dust-up and uh, the David Duke situation. All of this old media-created narratives. All of these things that consumed the media for weeks and weeks and weeks. Just endless. So Hillary Clinton is going to bring all that back up today. Now, my question is, is she going to use the word cuck? Is she going to go, is she going to go, what we have to do is not let these websites and these people into our homes. We can't let people who use the word cuck. (laughs) We can't. We can't do it. We can't, we can't let people that use the image of a frog. No, we can't. We can't. Have you ever seen that man baked Alaska? We can't. <laughs> I mean, literally, last, I think I used the wrong word to one of our Periscope uh, audience. Member. Literally, I literally Right? Is that how you say it? Literally. I literally watch CNN because, again, they are the Clinton News Network. Have some random guy, just a, a guy, I, I, I mean, I don't know who he is, just a random guy who is doing a, maybe a Periscope feed, maybe a YouTube feed. I don't know what the hell it is. But he's talking to a camera saying, uh, we just want a country of our people. We just. And then it cuts back to, I don't know, Cooper or uh, Lemon or what What other Hillary Clinton shill. And they're like, that's the alt-right. See, that's, those are the people that support Trump. Those are the people. I'm like, wow. Like, you guys are you guys are in full panic mode. You are in full freakout mode. You're sitting there going, all right, Trump stays on message for the next 70 days. And all we hear is Hillary Clinton email, Hillary Clinton pay for play, Hillary Clinton's um, staff, private jet rides and God knows what else gets uncovered and then you got the Julie Assange guy the the Julian uh, you know the WikiLeaks guy talking about bombshells that uh, they're going to be dropping so the media is going okay Trump stays on point which is going on two weeks this Kellyanne Conway is really good she's on 
every single network. She's battling every liberal host. She doesn't care. And she looks good doing it. Trump stays on point. And Hillary Clinton is just a sinking boat. Just a just a empty hole that's just leaking and taking water. It's like a sieve. Hole, 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 hole. If, if that's going to happen, and Trump is softening his stance on illegal immigration, he's talking to black folk, he's going and meeting with black folk, if he only gets 10 15%, if he gets 20%, if all of this stuff continues, we are done. We are, we are done. It's over. We are absolutely finished. So what's the narrative today? Racism, racism, Trump's racist. All right, the little green frog. Yes, that little green frog. <laughs> I mean, is she going to talk about Breitbart? I mean, the worst thing the Dems could possibly, I mean, the worst thing for them is mentioning Breitbart. For people to go to Breitbart, for, for your average folk, your average folk to go to Breitbart, the Dems and the and media, they'll be, they'll be cooked. They'll be cooked. This notion that Breitbart is some uh, right-wing kook site is is just it's it's not true it's not true it really isn't now if you're talking about alex jones and you're talking about chemtrails and you know jade helm if you <laughs> okay but breitbart is not that Breitbart is not that. If you go through the story, Breitbart doesn't have a lot of opinion pieces. It's not like the, the site is just full of people giving their conservative opinion. It's 90% news. 90% news. And it's stories that the media won't cover. They're stories that the media won't cover because it makes the Dems look bad. The Dems look bad. Breitbart was the first ones to report uh, about the terror attack in Virginia. That wasn't on MSNBC. That wasn't on CNN. No panel discussed terror attack in Virginia. George Stephanopoulos Brian William, none of these people were, were talking about what happened in Virginia. Lawrence O'Donnell wasn't talking about what happened in Virginia. Rachel Maddow wasn't talking about what happened in Virginia. None of them were. So if you don't know about Breitbart, you wouldn't have known about what happened in Virginia. No different than all of those Horrible, horrible, horrible attacks on Trump supporters 
by all these protesters, these professional agitators. You never saw all those videos. CNN never showed up. The only video that they showed, the only video that the media showed was the girl getting pelted with eggs. That's the only, and, and, and again, it was like shit. They were shamed into it. But did you see many videos on CNN or MSNBC or ABC? Did you see many videos of the people burning the American flag? Of course not. But if you go to Breitbart, you see all those videos. So the worst thing that the Dems and the media could, could have happen is Hillary Clinton to get up there today in Reno and Nevada and talk about Breitbart and have people go, oh, let me go check this out. Let me see what it is. And when they go there, they're not going to see a website they're going to see stories that are like, we love the Klan. We love Nazis. Woo! Kill black people. Woo! We hate Jews. Ah, yeah. They're, they're not going to see that. They're going to see stories that are legit and real. And they're going to go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I didn't know about this. I did I I I had no idea. This is oh oh my god. I mean today's story, well, one of the top stories at Breitbart today talks about uh, the illegals and not just illegals from Honduras or but illegals from terror countries. And they break down the stats and it's not Made up, it's not pulled out of their asses. They actually use statistics, like it's it's real in from its information that the media does when they're talking about guns or some other, you know, left wing ideology, some extreme left. I I, I you know, I remember the whole uh, gun story, the, the, uh, mass shootings, and all of this stuff that they came up with. So if you go to Breitbart, Breitbart takes statistics. Breitbart will break down, you know, different numbers that are legit numbers. And this is stuff the media could do, but they don't. If the media did it, oh, forget about it. So Hillary talking about the green frog and cucks. <laughs> Come on, you got to admit, if she goes, the cucks. <laughs> the cucks. They call people cucks. <laughs> Come on, that's hilarious. I think it is. But people will actually get turned on to Breitbart. Listen, I never knew about Breitbart till about a year, year and a half ago. I knew Andrew Breitbart, but I never followed the site. 
I, I never did the site. Never did it. And once you go there and you read stories, you're like, wow, why didn't I hear about this? Why, why, didn't, why didn't I hear about, you know, this situation uh, at the border in Texas? Why didn't I hear about that? Why, didn't I, why is the media not talking about this? So uh, the Dem strategy, it's, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. They're definitely rattled. They're definitely rattled by uh, the Trump uh, non-stepping on his junk for almost two weeks. They're definitely rattled. They they are. They're definitely rattled. They have an entire rally, a whole speech about uh, the alt-right. And to watch CNN scramble, literally scramble yesterday, to put out stories about the alt-right and uh, connecting uh, Trump and having Hillary call in and they're, I I mean, they're just scrambling. Remember, you had people on the left. Uh, Literally, you had hard left outlets. Hard left outlets. Huffington Post, Politico. MSNBC, hard left outlets going, oh, man, this, this, this Clinton Foundation thing, these, these, these Clinton Foundation things, oh, man, the, the, the emails, the, uh, uh, uh. man, you guys, uh, uh, you know, maybe you should just shut down the, maybe you just shut down the foundation. If you watched Chris Matthews yesterday, he ends his show with talking about all the, look at all the good, look, look at all the, the good the Clinton Foundation has done. Just, just don't forget that. Don't forget all the, 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 the AIDS medicine, James Carville. People will die. That, that's the new liberal talking point. That's the new liberal talking point. They go on the, uh, the shows and go, people are going to die if they don't. Really? They're going to die? They could easily, they could easily flip that work to some other uh, charitable organization. They, they, rather, it's the Gates Foundation. I mean, there's a, there's a plethora. There's a plethora. There's a plethora. There's a plethora. There's so many things that they can do with that foundation and turning it over to different groups. And So, yeah, when Hillary Clinton's talking about the green frog today, <laughs> when CNN and MSNBC are are <laughs> talking about cocks, you know they are they are freaking out. And when the only thing uh, that the liberals and the Clinton people could say is, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're all freaking. That's why we're up in the polls. Look at look at the polls. Look at the polls." 
Oh, look at the polls. Look. Oh, come on. Again, you, you got 70 days. You got 70 days. Not one day. Not two days. You got 70 days. You got a long way to go. Long way to go. Long way to go. And three debates. Everybody forgets those debates. You know how huge these debates are going to be? It's all about the debates. It really is. It's all about the debates. Remember that debate with Obama and Romney, the first one? Even the liberals had to say Romney won. I mean, that's when you went, Romney's going to win. Romney's going to win. Romney's going to win. The media started getting nervous. And then that second debate and third debate, you had uh, women full of binders. You had Obama talking about uh, a, a, uh, <laughs> a, a changed military. Romney choked. I mean, he did. I, to, to coin the Trump word, Romney choked. But those debates, those debates were the shift. If Romney would have had debate number two and three like he did one, it would have been over. Just like uh, the debate where old man Bush looked at his watch and went, ugh, <laughs> are, we, are we ready? Now, can, is it, can I get the hell out of here? That buried him. When Al Gore walked up and got in George Bush's face. That buried him. When you hear uh, the Clinton people, when you hear the media, whenever, oh, it's over, it's over, it's finished, it's done. Trump's over, it's, it, it, he's got a cakewalk. A lot of time left. A lot of time left. Remember that. 70 days is a lifetime in politics. 70 days is a lifetime in the public eye. 70 days is like 70 years. And when you got three debates, three debates, a six-point lead according to the um, real clear polling average or whatever the hell they call it, is not a lot. So it really isn't. Not when you got 70 days, three debates, and Trump staying on point. A lot of time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, just a quick one, and we're going to uh, pay a little baked Alaska and then we will be right back so don't go away and I want to kind of touch a little bit about the whole uh, tax return thing because I'm, I'm generally mildly um, I don't want to say confused but um, 
I guess bewildered. Is that a good word? I don't know. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh. Build a wallet, just got ten feet higher. Build a wallet, just got ten feet strong. Build a wallet, just got ten feet higher. And build and build and build and just build a wall. Build and build and build and just build a wall. I just want to make America great. talking to the periscope audience because they can't hear the 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 commercial music break they can't hear baked alaska build the wall so i don't want them to just look at some creepy dude with headphones on sitting in front of an american flag just staring off into space so all right now uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night, I'm sitting there, and I and I'm watching a little of the uh, Maddow uh, interview with uh, Conway, and I just I I I I'll tune into Maddow, but sometimes I, I, she's just unbearable. She, seriously, it's it's it's. Sometimes it's just unbearable. She's just so over the top liberal. Like, I mean, she's if if Sean Hannity is the extreme on the right, you know, if if he is the poster boy of right wing TV slash radio, Rachel Maddow is 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 times left. I I, I mean, she's just times ten on the left. Just so. I caught the end because I had to go get my hair cut last night. You guys like the hair? 
It makes me look younger, I think. It doesn't make me look as, as old. And if you're going to comment on that, don't. Hold your effing comments. So when I got back, Maddow was doing the whole Conway thing. And so I just caught the end, and she says, why won't Trump release his taxes? Will he release his tax? Do you think he should release his taxes? In, in previous um, interviews, you said he should release his taxes. And so she said, yeah, you know what? I, 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 I think he should. And I don't know, she said something else. And then talked about, you know, Clinton and her transparency and then Maddow uh, said, well, I just, I just want to, uh, I don't think he pays any taxes. I want to see if he pays taxes. I want, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, first off, we know there's nothing illegal, right? What we, if, if there was something illegal, there was something illegal, charges would have been brought against Trump. Am I wrong or am I right? Well, I I don't know that. The IRS would have brought criminal charges against Donald Trump. The IRS. His taxes are with the IRS. His taxes from 10 years ago are with the IRS. His taxes from five years ago are with the IRS. If there was anything illegal, the IRS would have gotten involved if he owed back taxes like Joy Reid, like Reverend Al Sharpton, like Dana LaDoish. If he owed taxes, okay, taxes, there would be tax liens. but, But regardless... Regardless, regardless, so criminal activity, uh, I I say there's no criminal activity, okay? I would say there's no criminal, and, 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 let's not forget, the IRS was already sent after, remember, the IRS went after all these conservative groups who were setting up PACs, you remember that, years and years and years ago. That was a big story. You had a bunch of conservative groups. So Obama, or people in the Obama administration, have already won after conservatives. They, they've already went after uh, different Tea Party organizations. That's a fact. That's a fact that's not a right-wing talking point. That's a fact. Now, don't you think, don't you think Donald Trump, the birther, remember, he's the, he's the, King of the birthers, even though, even though Hillary Clinton is the original birther, Hillary Clinton did it to Obama first. 
Hillary Clinton and her people are the ones that created the whole birther thing, which is a fact. But don't you think after the whole birther thing back in 2012, when Trump terrorized Obama, don't you think Trump got his uh, tax returns? Don't you think he got uh, everything that he filed? Don't, don't you think that same IRS that got word, however they got word, don't you think they looked at Trump just a little bit harder? Don't you think, instead of just glossing through Trump's tax returns, they looked at it just a little bit harder? Okay. Right? Okay. Put that aside. Rather you say, oh, you're just speculating. No different than what the left does when they speculate. No different when the left goes, oh, uh, I think this is in his tax return. It's no different. The left can't speculate, but us on the right, we're not allowed to. So please, give me a break. So let's just put that over there. Now, the second point. The second point when Matta goes, well, I just don't think he pays any taxes. When did not paying taxes legally, when did not paying taxes legally, when did that become a crime? If you're in business, right? If you're in business, isn't your objective, hell, in life, if, if, If you just have a nine-to-five job, you're working in a factory, you're working at Mickey D's, wherever, isn't your objective to pay as little tax as humanly possible? I mean, isn't that your objective? I mean, who sits there and goes, you know, I want to pay more tax. I want to give more money to the government. I mean, why do you think certain states don't have a state tax, a state income tax? Why, why, why do you think certain states advertise? We have the lowest tax rate here. We, we give tax breaks for this. We get, what, do you, what do you think? People do that for their own good? What do you think people do that for their own good? Nobody wants to pay tax. Nobody. Nobody does. Nobody does. If you're working nine to five and you do your taxes by yourself or you go to H&R Block or you have an accountant that, uh, you know, you pay a couple hundred dollars to. You don't sit there and go, all right, uh, here's this item, that, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, oh, you mean I I could write that off technically? So I could write that off technically. You know what? Nah. I don't I don't want to write that off. I don't I want to pay more tax on that. 
Yes. Who does that? Who does that? And here's the best part, and this shows the hypocrisy of the left. Either today or tomorrow, or the weekend. I, I, I don't know which day it is. Tim Cook, the boss of Apple, throwing a huge fundraiser for Hillary Clinton. Something like fifty or $100,000 a plate, supposed to raise millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. His whole position, his whole stance is about averting tax. His, he has billions and billions and billions of dollars overseas. And he says, I'm not going to bring it back into this country. Tax rate's too high. I'm not going to bring that money back into this country. The tax rate's too high. Pay too much in tax. Tax needs to be lowered. I will not bring it back. And he's, and he's throwing a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton. You know how many of these liberal... Oh, man. Whether it's Google, whether it's Twitter... Rather, it's Yahoo. Rather, it's Apple. You know how many of these companies, everything in their power to avoid paying tax. And yet, somehow, when you listen to Rachel Maddow, her argument is, well, I just, uh, I, I just, you know, uh, I, I don't think Donald Trump pays any tax. What would it matter? That, that, what would it matter? Well, he's not paying enough tax. Well, the, the, the goal is to pay no tax. The goal is to pay as little tax as humanly possible. That's the goal. That is the goal. The goal is to pay is as little tax as humanly possible without getting in trouble. So this notion of, oh, well, it'd be disqualifying. Be disqualifying for Donald Trump's tax returns to show that he pays no tax. Why would that be disqualifying? Why is it disqualifying for Donald Trump to pay no tax, but Apple can stand up and proudly, proudly in a conference, in a meeting, proudly go, we're not bringing money back into this country. Too much tax. And we're, we are proud to say the tax rate is too high. So we are doing everything in our power, everything that is allowed by law to keep our money Overseas, keep our money overseas and not bring it back in to pay tax. And these are the people that are giving millions and millions and millions of dollars to Democrats. 
millions of dollars to Democrats. See the hypocrisy of liberals? See the hypocrisy of the left? And don't forget, Joy Reid, Al Sharpton, (laughs) they just don't even pay their taxes. They don't, I mean, and there's no loophole. There's no working the system. They just don't pay their taxes. Don't pay their taxes. So this whole tax thing is bizarre. Thank you. you. Somebody said nice haircut. Thank you. Don't be mean. You're being if you're being facetious, don't be mean. So those are the two things that taxes is. Now, if people want to go, well, he's not as rich as he claims. Okay. Again, what is what is that what, what, in the grand scheme of things, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? I guess a pride thing? Because then people go, ah, you're only worth $3 billion, not $10 billion. Okay? And then the other one is, oh, secret deals with Putin. What's, what's secret deal? Is, is the tax return going to say secret deal with Vladimir Putin? Is that one of, is that one of the itemized reports? You know, food, um, uh, uh, you know, entertainment, gas expenses, secret deal with Vladimir Putin. <laughs> is, that, is that what it's going to say? Secret deal with Vladimir Putin. And again, if there's any illegal, if there's any illegal deal, The IRS, our government, would have already, remember, again, we're talking about the birther. We're talking about the guy who is credited, even though it was Hillary Clinton, but we're talking about the guy who is the father of the birther movement. And you're talking about a president who sicked the IRS on countless Tea Party organization. So don't tell me that Trump hasn't been under investigation. If the guy's been audited, okay, whether you say it's bogus or not, if the guy's been audited, that means tax investigators are going through everything, have gone through everything with a fine tooth comb. And if there's secret deals, well, then they're not secret. And if they're illegal deals with Vladimir Putin, they would have been exposed. The government, the IRA, I mean, he, he would have gotten in trouble. Now, are you talking about deals like Hillary Clinton has done with Uranium One or her campaign manager, John Podesta? They don't really hear about 
or hear from as much. Now, are you talking about those types of deals? Like, what are you talking about? But it's asinine to say these illegal, anything illegal. There's, if there's anything illegal, they're not going to be in a tax return, you stupids. You understand that? No different than when stupid Ted Cruz talked about Trump's tax returns. Oh, what you're going to see is dealings with the mob. So the tax return and, a different, and income generated, XYZ, the mafia. Really? You stupid, you dumb mother effer. You, you're honestly saying that. The mafia. <laughs> Trump International gets XYZ from the mafia. And people are gullible. This, this, again, this is just the, this. They did this to Mitt Romney. They, they, they oh, remember Harry Reid? Harry Reid did it to Romney, and then Romney did it to Trump. And what was the big scandal with Romney? What was the big thing? He didn't pay enough tax. He didn't pay. He didn't pay what liberals said he should have paid. Like they're the, I don't know the 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 the, the jury. They're the, it's it's bizarre. And instead of Mitt Romney being real and saying. Um, well, what do you guys want me to pay? Well, you only paid 12%. You should have paid 20%. I Really? Why? I'm a businessman. Why would I? Why, if, if, if my feeling is government is too big, if my feeling is you liberals have wasted billions and billions and billions of dollars, on on just garbage. You 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 you've gotten this country in debt. You you've you've done things to this country that we might never ever be able to recover from. And you're telling me that I should want to give you more money? Are are you kidding me? But Romney didn't do that. Romney didn't have an answer. And that's why, to this day, liberals are able to get away with it. But that tide is turning, just like Trump turned that tide by saying to the black voters, the, the, the black folk out there, hey, what have the Democrats done for you? What, what have they done for you? What have they done for you? For the last seven and a half years, we've been told that your lives suck. For seven and a half years, we've been told your lives suck. Racism, unemployment, the, 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 your neighborhoods are, are horrible. We, we, Schools, you name it, we've been told that your entire existence sucks. 
and it's because of white privilege. And then Trump goes, so, hey, don't vote for Democrats anymore. And then all the Democrats and all the, 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 the black liberals, there's a few black Republicans, but the black liberals, the Eugene Robinsons, they come out and go, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Wait a minute, black people's lives are they're fine. They're they're doing good. What are you what are you talking about? Hey, what? Hey, what? So at some point somebody is gonna say, Hey, time out. You're upset because I paid 15% in tax and you want me to pay 20%? So you want me to give five more percent of my hard-earned money to the government, to this administration, who then uses that money to make sure cross-dressers can use whatever bathroom they want? Oh, okay. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're disqualified. Okay? Go after Apple. Go after your, 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 your liberal friends. Demand that they pay more in taxes. You know what you never hear? Rachel Maddow or Anderson Cooper or Hillary Clinton for that matter. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hear Hillary Clinton squawking about Apple as Tim Cook is setting up a fundraiser to give her millions of dollars. You don't hear Hillary Clinton going, oh, you know, Apple, Apple, they need to pay more taxes. No, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. Of course you don't hear that. And you're not going to hear that. Not going to hear that. So, those are my two cents on the whole Trump and his taxes. Now, it's just ridiculous. And then that final point of, well, every president has done that for. It's almost like, well, we've always had slavery. We, we've, we've always had women not being able to vote. This election cycle has just been full of, well, we've always done it like this. We've always said this. We, we've, we've, it's just ludicrous. Talk about NATO. Well, we, maybe we need to change this. Oh, what? We've been doing this for 50 years. Okay, and? Well, you can't change. Oh, okay. Can't change. Can't change. So this whole, well, every president has released their tax returns. Okay. And guess what? Trump's not doing it. Now what? Well, that's a disqualifier. Really, that's a disqualifier. Why? Well, because other presidents have done it in the past. Yeah, well, and Bill Clinton stuck a cigar in a girl's vagina in the Oval Office. There. There. Okay, and, (laughs) and, thank you. 
It's Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after these fascinating words. Yeah. Show. Of course, we are live, and we are live every day, Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. to like 12:30-ish. <laughs> well, it's 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 12:30, but like today we're going to be ending a little sooner because I have to go uh, and take my girlfriend, my beautiful, my beautiful girlfriend. Beautiful, absolutely stunning to uh, <laughs> to uh, the doctor because she's on her 19th. I think it's, it's either 18th or 19th week. We're almost what? Listen, right now the baby is they. It's like as big as an avocado or a little bigger than an avocado. It's got a heartbeat. It's got hair, it's got fingers, it's got the whole thing. And according to liberals, it's not a human. And according to liberals, right now, um, 
my girlfriend could 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 suck it out. She could. She could suck it out, or or, or they could she they could hack it up inside her and then pull it remains out. But it, it wouldn't matter because it's nothing more than a blob. It's nothing more than, uh, you know, a, a placenta. I, it's it's. You know, I, I'm not a over the top um, right winger in the sense that I'm not. I'm not a big religious person. I, I'm not a big, um, you know anti-abortion person I'm really not but but I would not have an abortion and I think once you're involved with somebody and they're pregnant and you're going through that process I and you're you're seeing the ultrasound and you're listening uh, to a heartbeat and it's moving inside the belly. Uh, I, I think you, you kind of change a little on just the whole eh, abortion, abortion, schmortion, who cares? I think you change on that. And we don't really talk about these types of issues on the show that much because we're not really that type of show. You know, we're, we're, we're not a, Religious or a, uh, you know, anti-abortion show. Listen, but guys, some 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 of the conservative shows are. But I will say this. I will say this. I'm not for banning abortion. I I, I do think you're you're into a a funky territory where you're. Telling women, ah, you can't do this and you can't do that. I do believe there should be uh, limits. I, I, I do believe that. I, I do believe there should be some type of limit. I think if you don't know, if you want to keep a child uh, at the five-month mark, uh, I, I think... There's definitely something wrong with you. Definitely think there's something wrong with you. And I think we've created a culture where um, abortion is not something that's rare and a last alternative. I, I think, in my opinion, it is promoted as a form of birth control. And and let me give you another little tidbit. And this isn't a um, right-winger who is talking without experiencing some of these things. And let me explain. When me and my girlfriend um, suspected that she might be pregnant, we went and got a pregnancy test. So she took the pregnancy test, and it came out positive. We said, oh, okay, you're pregnant, but you, you can't plan the rest of your 
life off of a pea stick. So he said, well, you got to go to the doctor. Now, she had a doctor, but then the doctor uh, moved away. Actually, I think the doctor retired, and they passed the practice on to another doctor. You know how they do that? You know how they, 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 they're shifty. I had a dentist in Rochester that did my braces. I mean, he was like the family dentist. And then one day, a guy is sitting next to him, and he's observing what my dentist is doing. And he says, oh, this is uh, Joe Vila, and he's, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's meeting, you know, my patients, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, a month later, I show up to, the, <laughs> to an appointment, and it's the new guy. And they're like, yeah, I bought the practice. And I'm like, wow, you sneaky bastard. So her doctor basically did the same thing. So she was kind of like, well, you know what? I don't like this. New guy. I don't like that. I don't like the sneakiness that you guys pulled. So she didn't have a doctor. She never got around to... Um, I guess, interviewing another doctor. So I said to her, I said, well, you know what? I said, call Planned Parenthood. They do uh, good work for women. That's, I mean, this election cycle, this, I mean, I've never gone to Planned Parenthood. I only hear Republicans say blah, 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 and Democrats say no, no, no. So I said to her, I said, well, just go to Planned Parenthood. I go, they'll be able to at least give you a a proper test. They'll be able to at least give you the 100% confirmation that you're pregnant. And then from there, you can then get the doctor and, you know, we'll we'll do what you should have done a year ago uh, when uh, you got the old bait and switch pulled on you from your... Uh, lifelong doctor. So she said, okay. So she calls Planned Parenthood and says, hey, how you doing? And she gives them her little story. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, really? Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. And I'm looking at her like, well, what's going on? What, what, what am I missing? So she hangs up. She goes, they don't do that. I go, what do you mean they don't do that? She goes, if I was going to have an abortion, then they'll go through the process. But since I don't want to have an abortion, if the test comes back positive, if if they do the uh, ultrasound and it comes back that there is a baby in there, um. I have to do prenatal. I have to go to a doctor. And I go, yeah, well, I get that. She goes, no, but they won't even do the test. They won't do the test unless I want to have it aborted. I go, whoa. I go, wait a minute. That's that's kind of heavy. She goes, yeah. She goes, if I go there to have an abortion, then they'll go through the whole process. 
But if I go there just because I want uh, an ultrasound and I, and I want to have confirmation and I want to have a picture and I want to do the whole thing, they won't do that. And I go, wow. So they'll only do all of that if you want to have an abortion. She goes, yeah. I go, oh, man, that, that, huh. <laughs> I go, I guess I know why Republicans or people that are anti-abortion have a problem with Planned Parenthood. Like, I get that. Like, I understand now. So, I'm not anti-abortion. I do think it's wrong. I think it's effed up. And I would not have it. I don't feel comfortable telling a woman she shouldn't have one. I feel comfortable telling a woman uh, when it's 20 and 24 weeks, hey, that's effed up. You should, I mean, that's really effed up. You should know after five and six months if you want that child, even if it's rape or incest, okay? Even if it's rape or incest, you should know after five months if you want to have an incest baby or a rape baby, you should know. And we have restrictions on who can drive a car and, and different tabs. I mean, guns. Or there's, there's all sorts of mild restrictions. Alcohol. Hell, you can't even buy cigarettes out here in California until you're 21 now. So, yeah. And I do think we, as a culture, should do a better job of uh, promoting abortion being bad and and being wrong that's my two cents that's my two cents whatever it's worth all right (laughs) i know i don't know i i don't know how it became an abortion conversation people are like "Ugh, ugh." so um (laughs) we'll be right back i it deserves deserves a break but it's not a long break relax We'll give you a Hillary Clinton and her hot sauce since we're going to talk about racism and Hillary Clinton and the new ad that's really over the top. But anyways, we'll be right back. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, no, oh. seriously. Hot sauce. So- I've, been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce. A lot of. Uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down. A I need to, yeah, yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. All right. We are back. We are live. And we're talking about Hillary Clinton. We're talking about um, the KKK. And the fact that she is the one 
that used to embrace a Klansman. I don't know if you've seen it on the internet. There's there's a couple people that um, post it on a regular, I mean regular basis. And also, if you go to Breitbart, they uh, have the same picture. But there was a guy in the Senate. His name was Robert Bird. I don't know if you guys remember. But he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. See, guys, remember, the Democrats, the Democrats were the ones that were for slavery. Remember that. The Democrats were the ones that were originally for slavery. Democrats were the ones that were originally for segregation. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever let the left try to rewrite history because they're good at trying to rewrite history. And at times, they've been successful. But one of the more prominent Democrats in the Senate was a former Ku Klux Klan member. His name was Robert Byrd. I mean, he was a hardcore Klan member. Like, serious, serious hardcore Klan member. He was in West Virginia. He would recruit young, angry (laughs) white men. To go around and find black people to lynch. And to this day, he has a record for the longest filibuster floor of the U.S. Senate. 14 hours. And you want to know what he was filibusting? You want, seriously, you want to know what he was filibusting? The 1964 Civil Rights Act. That's Robert Byrd. That's somebody that Hillary Clinton has praised. That's somebody that Hillary Clinton has practically made out with. You got to see these pictures. These aren't Photoshop pictures, these are legit pictures. Where Robert Byrd is embracing Hillary. He has his right hand uh, cradled against her cheek. 
I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. And back in 05, the Washington Post, the liberals' mouthpiece, although it wasn't as liberal as it is today. Remember, it's gotten where it is today because of Jeff Bezos, the Amazon uh, founder, owner. It wasn't always a bleeding heart propaganda. It, it wasn't. It wasn't always. So this article, the Washington Post wrote, called it a senator's shame. And the fact that Bird tried to downplay his involvement in the organization as he got older. I mean, this isn't a drunk driving mistake. This isn't something like that. This isn't something like getting caught in a men's bathroom, tapping your toe under a stall trying to get fellatio. Or, for this matter, it's not even sticking a cigar in a woman's vagina. This is being part of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, remember how much heat, remember how much heat Steve Scalise got because he did a speech at a, was it a hotel, like a a ballroom in a hotel or something like that. And he gave a speech and people in the audience were part of a white supremacist group. Remember how much heat Steve Scalise got? He was like on fire. The media lost their mind. The liberals went nuts. Called for his resignation. Remember when, uh, who was it, George Allen? Remember when he called that kid a mukaka? Remember the kid was filming the camera, using the camera, and he was filming uh, he was filming them, and he goes, oh, look at that. What is that, Mukaka over there? And everybody went, you know what that means? I was like, ah, the hell, I don't even know what that, I don't know what it means. <laughs> and I'm pretty hep on, uh, uh, <laughs> on those types of terms. I'm not saying that, that, that uh, I'm an expert, but, you know, uh, I grew up in New York. <laughs> I grew up in New York. All right, I'm Italian. I, I know all sorts of <laughs> slang terms. I never knew what a mukaka was. All right, I never I never knew what a mukaka was. But anyways, he he got ran out. So here's a guy, this Robert Bird, who was part of the Klan, a recruiter. <laughs> that's, that's Hillary Clinton's mentor. 
Hillary Clinton's mentor. She's practically making out with him. So, again, go online. Go to Twitter. You'll find these pictures. Go to Breitbart. They have the story. This is legit. This is this is why liberal. This is why Democrats. This is why the media hates Breitbart. They honestly try to paint Breitbart as a far right conspiracy site. There's not. There's nothing about chemtrails. There's nothing about Bigfoot. There, there is no conspiracy here. This is just pointing out facts that liberals, CNN, Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, these are just things that they will not talk about because it makes them all look bad. It makes them look like hypocrites. Makes them look bad. So they're going to call Breitbart a far-right conspiracy site. Like it's Alex Jones. Like they're talking about chemtrails. No. They have a factual story. When Hillary Clinton talks about Trump, and says, oh, he's a racist. He's a, look, look what he says a lot. And Breitbart goes, wait a minute, time out. Hold on. You want to talk about a racist? You want to talk about hanging out with the Klan? You want, you want to talk about... <laughs> you, you, want, you want to talk about the Ku Klux Klan? How about Robert Byrd? Let's talk about him. So you go to Breitbart. Shows Hillary Clinton practically making out with him. Has a speech that Hillary Clinton made. When Robert Byrd died, she called him her friend and mentor. She didn't have to do that. He's dead. He's dead. Okay, you're in the Senate. You got to be cordial. You got to be cordial. Your your colleagues, your Democrats, you got to be cordial. Okay, but he's dead. Hey, Hillary, will you do a video to commemorate uh, Bird's passing? No. Why? Because I never liked him. I only did what I did because he's part of us and we have to stick together. And of course my husband's president and needed votes to pass bills and bird was there, but he's dead. I hate the racist bastard. I'm not doing a video for him. Definitely not calling him my friend. I'm definitely not calling him my mentor. He's an a-hole. She could have said that. Who's going to get mad at her? Who, who's who, who's going to get mad at her? Who's going to get mad at her? So she didn't have to do a video where she calls uh, the former Ku Klux Klan member, Robert Byrd, her friend and mentor. She didn't have to do that video. 
He's dead. Okay? He's dead. And who is really going to press the issue? Well, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton, she didn't do a video. She didn't do a, a, a video message praising the dead Klan guy. What? What was outrage? Outrage. 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 That didn't happen. It wouldn't have happened. So let me give you a little a taste. Just a small taste. Okay? Remember, the Washington Post wrote an article saying that Robert Byrd is a scumbag. He's a racist. And he's trying to downplay his involvement in the Klan. So he wrote a book, okay? And in the book, he basically different account of his involvement in the Klan and how it was uh, something that was done when he was a, a, a kid and it was really against uh, corrupt doctors. Here, let me, let me give you a taste. The 70, the 770 page book is the latest in a long series of attempts by the 87 year old Democrat uh, to try to explain an event early in his life that threatens to define him nearly as much as his achievements in the Senate. In it, uh, Byrd says he viewed the Klan as a useful plot to launch his political career. He described it essentially as a fraternal group of elites. And who at no time engaged in or preached violence against blacks, Jews, or Catholics. That, that's what he said in his book. That's what he said. He goes on, uh, while Byrd provides the most detailed description of his early involvement with the Klan, conceding that he reflected the fears and prejudices, and I had heard throughout my boyhood. The account is not complete. He does not acknowledge the full length of time he spent as a Klan organizer and advocate, nor does he make any mention of a particular um, incendiary letter he wrote in 1945 complaining about efforts to integrate the military. That letter stated, I shall never fight in the armed forces with a Negro by my side. Rather, I should die a thousand times and see old glory trampled in the dirt, never to rise again, than to see this beloved land of ours become degraded by race mongrels, a throwback to the blackest, or a throwback to the uh, blackest specimen from the wilds. <laughs> How's that for a letter? <laughs> That's Hillary Clinton's mentor. <laughs> uh, and friend. Like I said, guys, th th this isn't 
putting a cigar in a girl's vagina. It's it's just it's just not. This isn't drunk driving. Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, you don't wake up and go. You know what? I totally, totally see black people different. That that only happens in movies. It only happens in American history acts, and that only happens after a bunch of white supremacists, a bunch of people that you thought were your friend, uh, bend you over and rape you anally. That's the only time that you go from... (laughs) I shall never fight in the armed forces with a Negro by my side. Rather, I should die a thousand times. And see old glory trampled in the dirt. Never to rise again. Then to see this beloved land of ours become uh, degraded by race mongrels. A throwback to the blackest specimen from the wilds. Okay? Now, maybe Robert Byrd was bent over and raped in a shower... By seven Klansmen. Maybe. Maybe he had an American History X conversion. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. So. You don't just wake up and go from uh, never fighting for your country alongside a Negro to... Oh, hey, (laughs) I love black people. No, no, sorry. And many, 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 many years later, towards the end of his life. Now, this video is a classic video. Again, go online. Go online, and you could find it on YouTube, okay? He was doing an interview, and he used the phrase, white niggers. So he said, he was doing an interview, and he said, I've seen a lot of white niggers in my time. If you want to use that word, we just need to work together to make our country a better country. And I'd just as soon quit talking about it so much. So this is long after he was like, oh, I, I was barely in the Klan. I was barely in the Klan. Please. Please. I was barely in the Klan. <laughs> Robert Byrd, okay, was a hardcore racist. Robert Byrd was a hardcore racist. Was a guy who recruited Klansmen. It's a guy who wrote letters calling black people the blackest specimen from the wilds. 
This is a guy who used the term white nigger many, many years. Many years. Like many, many years. After he already said, oh, I've, 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 no, I'm not a clan. I hate the clan. Clan, bleh. Hate the clan. Hate them. Hate the clan. And this is a guy that Hillary Clinton praised. This is a guy that Hillary Clinton said, hey, that's my friend. That's my mentor. After he died. After he died. Not while he was alive. Like I said, we've all, we've all had to be nice to people we hate. We've all had to be nice to people we hate. We've all been (laughs) to a party. We've all been to an event. And it's like, oh, man, there's so-and-so. Or we've all worked with someone. Or it's like, oh, I hate Bob in accounting. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. So we've, we've all been there. And when they die, we definitely don't go to their funeral. We definitely don't go to their funeral. We definitely don't say nice things. We just don't say anything. You know, our parents taught us if you, if you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. So that person died. Bob in accounting dies. The guy who would make uh, sexist and racist jokes. The guy who stunk like cheese, <laughs> like monster cheese. The guy who was just an all-around na- the The guy who made Lawrence O'Donnell and Chris Hayes. The guy, you would rather hang out with Lawrence O'Donnell and Chris Hayes than Bob in accounting, okay? So when Bob from accounting dies, and people go, hey, are you going to go to Bob's funeral? You're like, no, I got a family event, and I'm I'm sorry. I, uh, mm, yeah, I'd like to. My heart goes out to his family. Mike, oh, wow, okay. So I got to imagine that if you are truly, if you're, if you're truly a person for all races, all creeds, all sexual orientations, if, you're, if, you're, if you are who Hillary Clinton says she is, Robert Byrd is appalling. Robert Byrd is a disgusting animal. And the only reason you're ever nice to him is because you have to work with him. And when he dies, you say, oh, thank God that scumbag is dead. But Hillary Clinton made a video calling him her friend, and mentor. End of story. And she's going to make videos calling Trump racist? 
She's going to make videos saying Trump supporters are racist. She's going to say if Trump wins, the Ku Klux Klan will be running the country. We, we, we already kind of had that with Robert Byrd. I mean, hey, if you want to throw a Republican under the bus, I had that with Strom Thurmond. You had two guys. You had two guys. I mean, seriously. Seriously. You can't get more desperate. You, You can't get more desperate than Hillary Clinton, the liberals, and the media. You can't get more desperate than them. When for almost two weeks now, Donald Trump has been on point. He's been on script. He's doing everything that you got to do to win an election every single day. Some new dirt is falling on Hillary Clinton. When that is happening, what do you do? Old reliable. I mean, that's a liberal playbook. It's a liberal playbook. So it, it, seriously, it's a liberal playbook. Anytime, anytime you're engaged with a liberal, anytime you're engaged with a liberal, and they don't like what you're saying because you're speaking the truth. You're basically uh, shooting down their arguments. They rely on shutting that conversation down with, well, you're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a homophobe. You're a xenophobe. You're an Islamophobe. I'm not going to deal with you. And then they walk away. It's a a liberal. It it is is the quintessential play from the quintessential playbook. It it is a, a, a Vince Lombardi bread and butter play. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're getting beaten. You're getting hammered. You're bleeding. You're hemorrhaging. And what do you do? You call that person a racist. Call that person a bigot. And that's what's happening now. Tomorrow will be two weeks. Well, Actually, Monday will be two weeks since Trump has been on point, since Trump has really been flawless, you know, with a little hiccup here and there. But, we're, you know, it's pretty flawless. And Hillary Clinton is just bleeding out. So what do you do? Talk about the green frog. Talk about cucks. 
talk about the alt-right. You talk about the Klan. Talk about white supremacy. You get that playbook, open it up, and you go, oh, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. Okay, got it. Got it. This is what we do. And that's it. And if you people don't see that, if you people don't recognize that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to be derogatory. I don't, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say you're stupid. I don't want to say you're ignorant. I don't want to say you're a dum-dum. But if you don't see this and you don't recognize what is going on, then pick one of those words because that's what you are. This is the quintessential liberal maneuver playbook. This is what they do. This is what they do. Racism. Racism. I'm getting beaten? Well, you're a racist. You proved me wrong? Well, you're a homophobe. And that's what's happening. So, Rob's Carey Show, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap a few things up. And then I'm going to be off to the doctor. It takes me like a, to get to the doctor. I know it sounds crazy. You're like, Rob, where do you live? But I'm in Glendale. And the doctor is uh, basically in Tarzana. But you can't go there via the 118. The 118 is never traffic. Where the doctor is positioned is basically um, the Ventura Boulevard. It's basically 101. And those of you who don't know, the 101 is garbage. At lunchtime, the 101, the 101 is garbage in, unless it's 2 o'clock in the morning. At lunchtime, the 101 is bumper to bumper, nonstop, dreadful, effing dreadful. And I got to go from Glendale I got to get on the 170. Or I should say the 134. Take the 134 and then it merges to the 170 or the 101. And then take the 101, drive and stop and drive and stop and drive and stop and stop and drive. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So when we come back, we'll kind of start wrapping some stuff up and... I'll be off to the doctor. All right. It's Rob uh, Zakari Show. Be right back. Are you, are you? 
come into the train Led by a man who wants to break the chains Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign Let's meet this year on the Trump train Are you, are you coming to the train Where brave men called out for a wall built by crane Media is terrified they can't control his reign Let's meet this year on the Trump train Are you, are you coming to the train Where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign Let's meet this year on the Trump train Are you, are you coming to the train of hope, side by side with me, make America great again, break the chain, let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains, let me this year. On the Trump train We're going to win at the borders We're going to win And we're going to keep winning And we are going to make America great again Greater than ever before We are back. We are live. We are back. All right. We are live. We are back. And we are ready. We are ready. What are we ready for? We're ready for Mylan. Uh, all right, so listen, and this isn't getting a lot of play. There should be some panels talking about this. We gave Iran, you guys realize, we, we gave Iran not just the ransom money, okay, just put put that aside. But we gave Iran life again. We we did. We gave Iran life again. I mean, how many years? How many years? How many presidents has Iran been um, worse than scum? I mean, think about this. How many presidents and how many years have we gone through where Iran 
has been part of the evil of evil. Think about it. They've been talking about wiping Israel off the map for years. They fund terror across the world. I mean, literally, all across the world. They've been trying to build a nuclear weapon for countless, countless years. And Barack Hussein Obama cut a deal with them. Cut a deal with them. Brought them back into the international community. Now, I know some countries have done business with Iran. Some countries do business with Iran. But once the United States says, all right, these guys are okay. Once we vouch for someone, once we say, all right, we forgive them or they're bad, but they're not that bad. We're going to start doing business with them. Then other countries who weren't doing business with them will start to do business with them. And countries that were doing business with them, but not a lot of business because they didn't want to completely piss us off. will then ramp up their business with them. Now we cut a deal We basically bring them back into the fold. A nuclear deal that's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. We give them hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And after it's all said and done, they still chant death to America. They still talk about wiping Israel off the map. They captured a group of our soldiers, our, 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 our Navy, we call them shipsmen. They, they captured them, held them for a day, day and a half, filmed them crying, put guns to their head, made them get on their knees. And this is all after... We made this deal with them. And then many months later, we pay them a ransom to get hostages. Like they kidnapped, (laughs) they kidnapped our people. And we paid them a ransom to get our people back. Now, the administration says it wasn't a ransom. It was money they were owed. They were owed money. Yeah. So 30 years. For 30 years, they were owed this money. 30 years. No other president, no other president was going to give them this money. Doesn't matter what tribunal, court. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It was Iran. 
just the fact that they want to blow up Israel. I, I, I again, we, we 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 could go through this, but that's not why I'm bringing this all back up. So we we pay for our hostages. Four hundred million dollars in cash. Another billion dollars on its way or soon to be, or maybe it's already there. We don't know. And now, after all this, yesterday, you have Iranian Revolutionary Guards messing with us. I mean, seriously. Messing with us. Over the northern end of the Persian Gulf. It's like they're purposely, they're like purposely effing with us. It's like they have pushed this president around for years and years and years. And now, because they've been just putting Obama's face in dog crap practically every week, it's to the point where they're playing chicken with our Navy ships. I mean, they came within 200 yards of one of our boats. Our Navy fired flares. And our soldiers even had radio conversations with the Iranian crew. And the Iranians wouldn't leave. Irania, Irania, Iran was where they were not supposed to be. They weren't supposed to be in those waters. like they're playing chicken we fired uh, flares we radio uh, communication and then we uh, fired shots into the water to make them understand they needed to leave I mean what that I mean guys seriously what the hell is going on over there What the hell is going on? I mean, they they are really playing games. I mean, they're in. This is all after they got. I mean. Uh, Billions of dollars, billions of dollars. 
Billy, I mean, just, 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 just having us basically call off Israel bombing Iran. Just that alone. Just that alone. Iran should be thankful. Because all we have to do is uh, give uh, Israel that, that go-ahead, that nod. And they would light up Iran. But everything that this president has given Iran. And here we are, effed with, in the Persian Gulf. Or near the... Strait of Hormuz. I don't even know where the hell that is. <laughs> the Strait of Hormuz. I mean, it's just—it's it, just bizarre. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it, it's dangerous. Not only is it bizarre, but it's dangerous. Everything that we gave Iran. Israel's not going to bomb them. We're not going to bomb them. We gave them billions of dollars. And ever since we showed this weakness, here they are. Here they are taking our soldiers, filming them crying. Doing these maneuvers in the Persian Gulf, in the Strait of Hamas. I mean, what does this tell you about how the world looks at us as far as being a leader, as far as having strength. It's very similar. It's very similar to the whole Carter-Reagan transition. I mean, the world looked at us like we were the softest, just mushiest, inept children. I mean, seriously, just a child of, of like a special needs child. That's, that's how the world looked at us. And Reagan came in and erased that. Reagan came in and changed that. And for the most part, even, even through the Bill Clinton era, we've maintained that strength. But literally, in a span of seven and a half years, Obama has made us as weak, if not weaker.
than the period of time when Jimmy Carter was our president. I mean, you have a state sponsor of terror getting everything, everything that they could want and never, ever changing their behavior. And after they get everything they want and not having to change their behavior, They continue to act hostile. They continue to push us around, humiliate us, spit in our face, and do things that seem like they're trying to engage in some type of war. This is Obama's legacy. This is Obama's foreign policy. And it was Hillary Clinton's also. Because she was part of this weakening of our country and our military for four years. And that's a fact. So Rob Zakari Show, we are done. We're finished. I'm going to get ready to go uh, to the doctor. Yes, that's what I'm doing. To take my girlfriend and look at my unborn child. So Rob Zakari Show, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, go to our website, therobzakariashow.com. Uh, go uh, to our Twitter feed. And go to our Facebook, follow us, read our articles, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, like us, and all that good stuff. We'll see you guys tomorrow for uh, Fun Friday. Yes, it's Fun Friday. Goodbye.